1: Promo code OKSIS15, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S-1-5.
0: Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it.
1: And I am Scout, the older sister of Mads. And, you know, just like my own human being apart from being Mads' sister, which is a full-time job, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Oh, being my sister is a
1: full-time job? Yeah. I mean, I think about your well-being. I'm worried about your bloating situations. I'm wondering if your luxurious hand soap is running low. There are things that I think about. Wow. Whoa. This is... uh
0: you really know me. Um, the bloating has gone significantly worse. Um, some would say just like sustained. It's just a sustained bloating. You know what? It's actually a skill. It's a skill, How <laughs> what I've been able to do with my fucking body. Like the other day I ate a salad. I ate a salad. And I was – oh, no, actually, no, I know what it was. I ate an Impossible Burger for the first time in my entire life. And I thought, look at me. I'm being healthy. I'm eating plant-based. No. This motherfucker fucked up my stomach. I have never felt more bloated. I, I showed my I I had this impossible burger with my best friend Brett. And you know, digestive sy- digestive system on fleek for her. It just like went right through her. And I was there, I, I showed her. I was like, look at what just happened. We both ate the same thing. Look at what just happened. Now okay. do you believe me that I'm bloated all the time? And she was like, Girl, you like you look pregnant. <laughs> like
1: there's something wrong. I think I speak for the entire Sisterhood community that we would like to politely unsubscribe from the bloatation content because it's just stressing me out a lot and thinking about leafy greens not being able to digest to digest in your stomach and I'm sorry this is I a think trigger for
0: you. I'm sorry that a, um <laughs> this is uh probably 90% of my identity. and for Okay, you 90%, 90%, 90% the, subscri- no. the, 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 the podcast unsubscribes from this content, then 90% of me has to be on.
1: 90% of my fucked up nightmares that I tell you the next day are no, all okay, that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say that 90% of me are my fucked up nightmares and thoughts in my head that I try to tell you about and then you unsubscribe from that content. So I have the right to unsubscribe from aspects of you. No,
0: the, the unsubscribed content that I have unsubscribed from you was you sending me photos of your boobs. That is the content I unsubscribe. I do not unsubscribe to your fucked up thoughts in your mind. Wait, when did I send you pictures of my boobs? You sent me some photos and you told me that your tits were watermelons <laughs> and I wrote... <laughs> unsubscribe (laughs) and I think I speak for the whole okay sis community what did I say unsubscribe (laughs) from the watermelon tit combo (laughs) also you know what I just noticed you know what I just noticed um this is gonna be this is gonna be a very seamless plug into our sweatshirt but um our gratitude sweatshirt says tit
1: in the middle I know also sisters Ah. our gratitude sweatshirt is only well, right now it's on pre-sale, but we're taking it off pre-sale, off-sale, off everything by right the end of this week. This was just like a two-week limited edition situation. So if you want to get a really fucking cute sweatshirt and it's super cozy, it's like lightweight but very soft inside that says gratitude, um, go to the link in our show notes. The link to purchase is there or you can go to our Instagram and uh, you can find out where to buy it there. But this is the last week that it is on pre-sale and then uh, they will go into production and start shipping out soon. Oh, my God, I'm so excited to see everyone in it. It's the coziest sweatshirt
0: ever. And, like, everyone knows I've been a sweatsuit fiend uh, this past year. And this one, I think uh, I think trumps it all, Guys, we went
1: through a lot of a lot of heartache for this sweatshirt. We oh God. Were, there was a point. we We had a low point where we were direct messaging with Alibaba to get a sweatshirt. And then we thought, who are we? How have we stooped to this level? What are we doing with our lives? And so we recollected ourselves and said there has to be a cute sweatshirt that's sustainably made, ethically made, in Los Angeles, good quality, that we can, we can work with. And yeah. we found it. We did.
0: Um, so, yeah. So you have to get, you have to get it um, ASAP and obviously tag us in any photos that you post and we will uh, repost you and talk to you because we talk to everyone that DMs mm-hmm. us and comments. Yeah,
1: I think that our engagement skills are uh, on point. Oh, they are. We send voice notes. If you guys ever want to like chat with us, like I send voice notes. So I love so I love sending voice notes, don't like receiving them
0: interesting you once sent me a nine minute voice note and I I just wanted to understand like the mechanics of that I was like how do you hold your hand on the button for that long first of all actually like because when I hold the button and then my phone goes black the, the message is erased anything that I said before I have to redo so it's just like a fucking nightmare I didn't understand how you did nine minutes
1: I did send you a night. So I, I have a mindset coach that I've been working with for almost a year now. Her name's Amy Natalie and we use Voxer. So we send voice notes back and forth. So I have been getting into the art of the voice note and I obviously love hearing her voice notes because they have to do with my healing and, you know, transformational mindset perspectives that I need in the moment. So I've been upping my voice note game and I've noticed that I've been sending her longer and longer ones as the time goes on. But when you're like voice noting with a friend, like you're instead of texting, they send you a voice note. It's like in your back to back between meetings, you can't get to that voice note for a long time. Whereas if it was a text, you could just read it real quick and respond. So I like sending voice notes because it's easier than texting. But then receiving them, you have to carve out a minute or two to listen to it you're spot
0: on here. Um my boyfriend, who you'll hear a little bit more of later in this episode, um he always says that it is the biggest fuck you to send a voice note um because it's totally. like you're you're sending you're you're essentially giving them the message that um their time is worthless and that um you just have you have no respect for uh their time and what they are doing in their life and I was like, "But I am showing them a personality and it is, yeah, it is much easier for me,
1: <laughs> no, but there's sometimes you and I send voice notes where it's just like it, it just makes sense to send a yeah, voice note just, real quick. It's like it just uh, or it, sometimes it, it stuff gets lost in translation over text message. If you want to be very specific about right. something, it's easier to send a voice note. So I understand, but if you're trying to have an actual conversation back and forth with someone, it's a text or it's a call.
0: I'm glad we cleared that up. I think everyone
1: was really
0: you know, distraught
1: over this uh, debate, and we cleared it up, I think. Yeah, pe- yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so um, this episode, as you've seen from the title, when you press play in the podcast app, is quite different from the rest of our podcast. It's a because- little special Valentine's Day treat for you all. Uh, we have some men on the podcast sisters we invited men into the sacred space of sisterhood we invited
0: big dick energy I don't know what I don't know if we're gonna be like shaking up the equilibrium of uh, the pod of the Sis community but uh, we brought men the men the men were here the nice yes. Jewish boys
1: yes yeah, so my husband Adam was a guest Maddie's boyfriend Ben was a guest and the four of us chatted for, like, an hour about first impressions, what we think of one another, what romance, they thought of our family. Favorite what sex a,
0: positions.
1: Favorite sex positions. Um, long-term relationship tips. Lots of things because um, our producer, Jess and Helen, made us do this. Truly, if we're being honest, they said, hey, I want your significant others on the pod. And Bring I said, the fuck. the
0: boys.
1: I said, okay, here we go. As so we John think Mayer these- would say,
0: it. For the
1: boys! I have no fucking clue what that is in reference to. <laughs> I'll send <it> a <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. Good stuff. Good to know. Um, but anyway, sisters, we hope you enjoy. Um, we're interested to see what you think or if there's any energetic shifts between me and Mads since our significant others are in the room. We're excited to open up this new kind of like I don't know very personal part of our lives
0: very personal yeah we would love to hear any and all feedback and I think you guys will really enjoy this um and I'm just so excited I'm excited that we finally brought some some testosterone and up in here
1: yeah and I'm feeling compelled to say we have a secret Facebook group sister so we will post share your deepest darkest secrets in there oh Okay, yeah, we can start of th- we can start a thread on that. I like Ooh, that idea. Deepest darkest secrets. Yeah, just get real vulnerable, real quick. Anyways, the secret Facebook group is would okay. You, sisters, would you would you say the time that you shit your pants in our dad's house? I mean, I said that <laughs> on a podcast already, so <laughs> it's like public information. I'm really happy that you brought I it up in this I really beautiful, romantic I episode. Just
0: like I try to bring up that story anytime I can. And this just seemed like the right time.
1: Oh my god. Okay. The funniest post ever, real quick before we oh get into no. this episode. Oh no. Sarah Foster. It could have been Aaron Foster. Really oh, don't remember. Uh, interchangeable. 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 One of them posted a photo of three girls, um, butts, like they're in bikinis and they're you know, it's like their butts you basically Mm -hmm. are looking at like super hot girls okay and it says that her husband liked it and so she circled her husband's name and posted it on valentine's day and said happy valentine's day to the to the guy who still doesn't understand that likes are public and it was phenomenal i
0: mean just premium like absolute premium content from those two sarah and aaron foster we will clear
1: our schedules for you if you would like to come on the pod it was so good that I almost got mad that Adam doesn't like sexy girl photos because I wanted to catch him in the act and publicly humiliate him on Instagram, but he doesn't do that. Oy or be. that's so I know. Well, yeah.
0: that takes a lot of, uh, investigative, you know, journalism to find, uh, to
1: find that. But yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. All right. Uh, swift transition into the episode. <laughs> Which we were already talking about and now we're coming back to. So anyways, enjoy sisters. Men on OK Says podcast. Maybe it's the last time, maybe it's not. We'll until see Bill Hater. This is the
0: this is the last time until Bill Hater.
1: Or until our dad comes on. We're not sure. Right. Okay. Love you, sisters. Love you. okay a y s i s
0: let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about
1: okay sisters let's talk about hair shedding does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding since having kids have you started seeing a little more of your scalp hi i've been there when it comes to thinning hair there are many root causes at play and neutrophil addresses them through a multi-targeted whole body approach
0: Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSister for 15% off. Hey.
1: Oh, oh, we got some men on OKSYSTER podcast today.
0: We have male energy.
1: Big dick energy, baby. (laughs)
0: big male energy
2: do i put my mouth on the microphone
1: no no just a little bit away babe okay amateur. okay so, yeah amateur <laughs> i am an amateur you're all
2: like comfortable on the mics i tried to get on one the other day and it was so bad
1: it was pretty fucking bad guys i
2: went into it i was like i have so much to say this is gonna be so great and he then- spent like
1: two minutes being like um yeah uh well, uh, like, just a lot, a lot of, po- like, yeah, welcome like to compounding pauses. It
0: is an art form. Um, people don't realize how fucking hard it is to actually Are we, are
1: we artistes? Are we artistes? We
0: artistes, yes. Okay. Welcome to OK Sis Boyfriend and Husband Edition for a, a special Valentine's Day treat.
1: I love this because Ben is just, like, <laughs> removed from you in the background just with the biggest smile. Just, like... <laughs> There's my babe. Check her out.
0: Well, the thing is, Ben June has injured his uh, foot. So he is stationary for all of Valentine's Day. His foot is being elevated over here. So we, are, we have been parked on this couch watching rom-coms all of Valentine's Day.
3: I think this is how Maddie wanted it to work out, actually, because we would have had these grand plans going around town, and now we're just staying put watching rom-coms. It's it's the best Valentine's Day that Mads could ask for.
1: Ben's like, the only thing that can happen is that you give me a blowjob today. Like, <laughs> literally, I cannot do anything else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're just getting right All into right. it.
2: He's like, how did you know? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's introduce them so the listeners know the difference between their voices. Uh, babe, why don't you introduce yourself as Scout's husband?
2: Hello, I'm Scout's husband. What's your name? My name is Adam. And what do you do? I uh, am a PhD uh, student at the Scripps Research Institute in La Jolla. I study gut bacteria and how we might better affect them to have a positive impact on human health.
1: Beautiful. Biome. And Ben. Oh, my name. Adam, you introduce right. yourself. <laughs>
3: my name
2: is ben. That, was,
1: that was my contribution to what Adam just said. Just a <laughs> microbiome. All right.
3: I, I was going to ask Adam what's uh, what is gut bacteria? No, 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 no. We don't have time. But if you not, know, not, Adam, not, not the gonna, forum, not that's the forum, spawn a whole different podcast. So I'll just introduce myself. I'm Ben. I'm Maddie's boyfriend. Shameless plug for my own podcast. How do you do podcast? Which Scout was on. Which Scout was on. Listen to Scout's episode. It's an incredible episode. And you can check us out on Instagram, at pod.
1: Wow, you've, uh, you've really learned the, uh, the uh, self-promotion little uh, techniques there.
3: Well, I watch you two do it every week, so hopefully I've picked up a few things.
1: What else do you do, Ben?
3: So I work in TV writing. I've been fortunate to work in writer's rooms for the past several years on cool shows that hopefully you'll get to see soon, including cowboy bebop on netflix and for all
0: the for all the anime uh stands out there
3: yeah this will be a live action remake with john show of harold and kumar fame and uh and also on this show that'll be on apple later called we crashed about the rise and decline of WeWork, and jared leto and ann hathaway just got cast so it should be fun
1: oh i love that okay before we and i think maddie has questions for all of us. Um, Adam and I have been together for eight and a half years, and you and Ben have been together five?
0: Yep, coming up on five in the next two weeks. Yep.
1: Are you going to forget your anniversary, or what are the anniversary plans? Oh, no. Uh,
0: We're not like you guys. We actually remember (laughs) our anniversary, but, I mean, since it's the COVID times, we're really not going to be doing anything out of the ordinary. We might be doing exactly what you're seeing here, on the couch watching rom-coms.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do current fixations, oh, shall we? All right. Well.
3: <laughs> she was not entertained. All right. Okay.
0: All right. How are we going to do this? I guess Scout and Adam go first.
1: Okay, cool. Oh, are we supposed to have a joint one?
0: No, no, no. But just like your camp and then our camp.
1: Okay. So and your camp and then our camp. Okay. So I debated saying this is my current fixation because it just really – destabilizes, I think, my entire attitude towards Mads and her sweatsuits. But Mad Happy gave us their sweatsuit. We got the navy blue ones that say Mad Happy because we did a beautiful mental health workshop on our live event with Meadow. And Mads I kind of was like, I'm over this sweatpant, death to the sweatpant, but I didn't realize how great a fucking sweatsuit is until I put on Mad Happy sweatsuit. Like this sweatsuit is so fucking good. I haven't taken it off in three days. And now I am. I feel like I'm super late to the game because now I feel very, very attuned with the sweatsuit. Well, now
0: you understand why it's so expensive. You're paying for quality. When you put it on, you understand why it is priced that way.
1: It's not even that the insides are super like comfy or cozy. It's not like a barefoot dreams blanket inside there which like you don't want to be then you'd be schwitzing the whole time if you had that yeah it's really just the fit like the fit's fucking phenomenal Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. so that's my current fixation i thought you'd be proud also i took a picture adam took a picture of me this morning at our pancake brunch outside and i looked at it and i was like oh shit i look like fucking Mads." and then mads dm'd me and she's like you look like me and it's it's scary it's
0: very scary um you know i've I've uh, ingrained Matt Happy into you and welcome to the club. But yes, you do look like me and it's a little frightening.
1: Yeah, we're just becoming the same person, which I don't, uh, you know, I didn't subscribe to, but it's happening. It's so, happening.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, Adam, what is your current fixation?
2: <laughs> okay, I, I put a lot of thought into this. The ones I didn't pick that I almost really wanted to were the vaccine, the South Africa <laughs> variant, and Dogecoin. But the one that I have selected, <laughs> which is keeping in the comfortable clothing category, is koogie sweaters. And this is a risk that I'm taking here. But
1: Yeah, like looking like Bill Cosby, is that the okay. risk? So
2: that's that's part of it. We have they're gonna have to be called something different now. But I mean, they're basically Yeezy sneaker patterns on a format that we're all wearing. And nineties has been trending, and I think I think it's time.
1: you know what I'll give Adam credit he has been he has been on top of the trends a few times Mads. He like, has. Seen he that was happen. the
0: one that called uh tie dye before anyone else,
2: yeah, I was kind of getting like a feeling that it was kind of fun, and then <laughs> and then one of w- what locked it in was um when Kobe passed away and his daughter and one of the photos that was posted of them, she was wearing like a head to toe, t- head to toe tie dye sweatsuit. And I was just like, that's it. Like, and this was pre
0: quarantine. Like this was before the tie dye craze. You were the one that you sent Scout and I photos. You, you were like, you guys need to get on this trend. And we were like, Oh, and then <laughs> the quarantine. He also,
1: he also was the one that like started the clear glasses trends yep. and the cacti trend, trend and just like all these she's just like on the pulse sometimes
2: yeah can't really say i started them but i was in there in the beginning
1: <laughs> you're one of the pioneers you're one of the trailblazers you're one of the early adopters okay you guys go
0: okay so my current fixation i have gotten back on the romance novel train and because it is valentine's day it feels very uh in tune with the theme of this episode. So two romance novels that I would like to recommend to the class. One is called How to Fail at Flirting by Denise Williams. You know, not a great title, but very good story and very sexy, I may say. And then the second one is called Party of Two by Jasmine Guillory. This is the second book that I've read by her and incredible romance novelist, one of the best, and if you're looking for a little steamy read – I would highly recommend those two, and get them from Thrift Books.
1: Are you? Do you read romance novels? Do you feel like you're kind of pigeonholed on the internet because you won't go viral on TikTok unless you're promoting a romance novel? So therefore, the only books that you can read in order to be relevant on the internet are romance novels.
0: Yeah, yeah, you've uh, you're spitting facts.
1: What what a what a cage! What a cage!
0: You came today knowing one language. It was facts.
1: Oh, oh, where'd you hear that one? I heard it on TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God! God help us all. Okay, Ben, what's your current fixation?
3: I got to give Maddie a little more credit. She actually just went viral for a non-romance book TikTok.
1: Yeah, but that was that was on Camber. That True. was a separate profile. True. There's True. a different algorithm attached there. But yes, actual models for that. Muzzles for that. So the
0: vi- the virality was achieved on the Camber uh, TikTok. If anyone wants to go follow us, it's at Camber App on TikTok. Um, premium content being churned out over there as well. I would say.
3: Yeah. Yeah, go check out Maddie's app, or it's in pre-launch now, but you can download it soon. I, I just got to really plug Camber, because I think it's going to be so awesome. And for anybody who travels, like, this is going to save your life. This is going to save your life. You don't have to reach out. Like, I would have to reach out to all my friends and get recommendations, even friends like I met in high school and haven't talked to since, and it's so nice to have this app. So thank you for your service, man.
0: Benju! Aww. He's my number one spokesman. He's, your, he's Hi, my, man, bran- my
1: brand ambassador. <laughs> oh yeah Adam's my brand ambassador too <laughs> all
3: right so <laughs> all right so my current fixation okay I was going to say the Australian open because I'm very into tennis but I'll, I'll give another one that may be more broadly wait Ben
1: Ben at Shabbat we were talking about your eventual wedding one day and Adam's like do you think like we were talking about your bachelor party and we concluded that a tennis a tennis lesson would a hundred percent be involved well,
2: as part of a, a norm core extravaganza
3: yeah. What else did you say? You had cooking lesson. We'd have like a cooking class. Or yeah. Whatever.
2: Wine tasting. <laughs>
0: wine a, w- a, a nice wine tasting. A cooking class, and a tennis tournament. Maybe a walk. A, <laughs> walk. a walk. A brisk walk. <laughs>
2: a brisk walk. <laughs> yeah. Speed walk. <laughs> oh my
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Court. Incredible. Yeah, we'll get the
3: adrenaline going. Anyway, um, <laughs> I think I think something that might be more applicable to the audience than Australian Open tennis is perhaps Barack Obama's book, A Promised Land. And I think, regardless of politics, what I find really interesting is just the the behind-the-scenes elements of things. So, you know, there are a lot of things he mentions where I remember the headlines of that moment. I remember, you know, the end result. But hearing about how he got there and trying to make deals with world leaders, what that looked like, that was really fascinating. And he does a great job of breaking it down in a very simple, easy-to-explain way. Like, by heritage, I'm Iranian. And so he takes two pages to brilliantly, succinctly, concisely express the tension... And the reason for the tension behind American-Iranian relations, for example. But in a way that's interesting and keeps you engaged. And he does that with so many different issues. It is a very long book. It's 700 pages. It's
0: so fucking long. He's been reading it every (laughs) fucking morning. He whips out that textbook.
3: But Barack Obama is a great writer. And if 700 pages is too long for you, I've recently gotten into audiobooks. And if I'm really into a book,
1: did he re- did he do the audio? Yeah, so he
3: narrates he narrates audio. Okay,
1: maybe I that I don't listen to audiobooks, but I would listen I would to listen Barack to Obama's yeah. audio book. Yeah.
3: So the good thing is you can preview the audiobook and see if it's something you might be interested in. But if you're like super anxious to finish books like I am, sometimes what I do is I, I'll splurge on the hard copy and on the audiobook. And then I will just like when I'm driving cash. When I'm when I'm driving or something. Well, here's the thing. On Audible, I think you get like your first book free. So if you want to just do it for this book, go ahead. But what you can do is like like I like reading a hard copy because I hate staring at screens all day long. So it's nice to have a little break from a screen. But when I'm driving, if I'm done listening to the podcast of the day that I care about, then I'll switch and I'll listen to the audio book. And I literally you know, I don't change my routine at all and I'm able to finish a book in a week. So if you have a, a long book like that and you're willing to splurge, I, I suggest attacking it on two fronts.
1: I'm a long book reader. Yeah. Nothing intimidates me when it comes to books. I do want to do that, but I do want to set aside like a very, very kind of um, focused part of my life on that book because right now I'm in this phase where I'm reading like four books at once for some reason. So... I want to wait till I'm at a moment where I'm like really, really, really concentrated on it. But did you read Michelle Obama's book?
3: I have not read her book yet. I saw the Netflix documentary about her book tour, which was exceptional. But I have to read her book. I will say also, if this helps people, my process has been during the week, listen to podcasts. And then on weekends, take a break from podcast, do audiobook, hmm. And it's like a good it's like a nice separation mentally for me.
1: You're providing a lot of value, Ben. Yeah, like a so, lot of strategies. So, yes. <laughs> His
0: process, My the process, process, the creative process. Learn
3: all about it, and how do you do podcast? Oh Jesus! All right. <laughs> no,
1: because you don't even. You only interview people, man. Like maybe you do need to be the highlight of your podcast. You have a lot to offer.
3: Thank you. Maybe I'll get in the solo episode game, inspired by you guys. Oh.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Should we get into this episode? So obviously we have our first male voices. Testosterone the, on OK the, sis The first entry of testosterone on OK sis which is so wild and very out of our comfort zone. But I thought we would, we both thought that we would do a whole episode dedicated to love and romance and basically what one another thinks of the other significant
1: other. <laughs> wait, wait. Do you mean what Adam and I think of you and Ben or what Adam thinks Each of other. me? No, no, no. What Adam thinks of me. and then what Ben
0: and and Scout think of each other
1: oh shit got it cool oh you're in trouble you're you have a hard one you have to talk about Mads depending on what kind
2: of questions these are this is yeah this is a lot of pressure wait
1: I can I start with one question Mads sure what was both of your so Adam and I dated in high school so like we go back to you know when I was 14 15 and you So, but I want to hear what your first reaction of our family was.
2: What well, when we first dated, or when like we now? got together this time? Yeah,
1: maybe when we got together this time. What was your What was your initial reaction of the Mayo family? Oh, you're asking me? Yes, I'm asking. I you. thought you were asking. <laughs> I'm asking you and Ben. Who wants to go first? I.
2: Oh, okay. I thought you were asking Maddie. What the Mayo family's reaction was oh to t- you, you getting back oh, that's together with too. Adam. Oh. That's kind yeah.
3: of, I'm kind of interested in that, too. But Adam, first talk about what the Mayo, what your impression of the Mayo family was.
2: Um, that they're just a lot of fun, very spirited, love to enjoy life as much as possible and go to great lengths to do that. Um, Spent a lot of time like preparing Events at which to be together and eat delicious food that they've worked hard to make or get and um, put a lot of energy and into the energy that's present.
0: And also, you—the first time you met our auntie Shelly she kissed you on the lips, and we had to. Oh God! Wait, let me tell you.
1: (laughs) Oh, hilarious! Wait, let me tell this story. I think I've told it to Ben before, but I haven't told it to the Okasis community. So. When Adam was first coming to meet like our extended family, it was my cousin cousin's engagement party, and we have our Auntie Shelly, who does like kissing people on the lips when she sees them, but you don't have to. It's not like a thing, right? But I told Adam as a prank, walking in, I was like, listen, you're gonna meet Aunt Shelly. You have to kiss her on the lips. Everybody does it. It'll be weird if you don't. Like, she's gonna complain. Like, just be on her good side, just give her a kiss on the lips. I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. And Adam fucking went straight for Auntie Shelley planted one right on her lips lips and then when he was done i was like i was just fucking with you you did not need to do oh, yeah. that
0: did that ever happen to you ben did she kiss you on the lips
3: i think so i think at, uh maurice's uh bachelor pad oh, cool. for i think at your engagement party maybe
1: yeah probably okay ben what was your first reaction to about the mayos
3: well i thought lee hated me at first because i didn't know how to flush <laughs> the toilet on the boat so i kept and i have to pee notoriously frequently so Same. i i kept peeing and not flushing. And he kept walking out and being like, God damn, who's not fleshing? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I thought I was off to a bad start. But, uh, but no, I, I, think it, I think I completely agree with what Adam said. It's, it's, uh, there's a clear bond. There's a clear affection among the whole family. And even though th- it's so funny to see how different you know, like, your dad is compared to the brothers, you see why they're brothers, you see why there's that spirit. And I think it starts with Oma. Your grandma mm. and uh, Oma and I got along great because uh, Maddie was being mean to me, and so I just I was like I'm gonna <laughs> talk to Oma, so I started talking to Oma, and Oma loved me. Uh, she so told,
0: ta- she said to me, she said Iranians are in fashion. Yeah, yeah so she said that. She said that. I yeah. remember we were when like she what said that? does that mean? Yeah.
3: and you know like people Iranians don't have a great rap in the United States, so it's always fun when uh, when we're considered fashionable. So. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, no, Oma and I got along great. And then I think uh, I think that's that, you know, just seeing how much love and fun there is in the family. That was so heartwarming. I'm I come from like a very conservative, uh, traditional Iranian family. And so it was really fun to be in this roller coaster ride. And uh, I think I think, you know, we complement each other well in that regard.
0: Okay, I have a really (laughs) good segue. Let's tell the story about how Scout
1: and Ben met.
3: Oh, okay. okay. That was at your birthday party. Your, was it your 21st? Birthday? So birthday?
1: I, Ben and I were in line together to get into the club, but Ben was underage. So I said, "Just be with me, and I'll pretend that you're my date for the for the club." Hold on. And so hold we on. P-
3: to clarify, it wasn't a club. This was okay. It was a bar. Whatever. Reigns. It's a 70s bar.
1: <laughs> whatever. It was a bar. So you were one of Maddie's friends. So I said, "Just walk with me. I'll get you in. Whatever." So we get into the bar. No, 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 and no. And no,
0: in the line.
3: This is the first time I had met Scout. And I'm in line to get into this bar for Maddie's birthday. And she, you know, we're, we're, we're going to go in pretending like, you know, we're con- like the, the idea is because I'm under age. I should go in confident as though I'm with this older of age person. So <laughs> I don't know what Scout's previous experiences were getting into bars. But she <laughs> turns to me and says, if the bouncer asks you to kiss me, don't do it.
1: <laughs> 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 I was like I am I, I think was I I was just dating you I was like I have a boyfriend so I'm just letting you know that this is just to get you into the bar okay dude and so we walked in that is right I totally fucking forgot about and I, that and you gave me the weirdest look yeah, because what, yeah, you that's what, not normal. What, what what bouncer would be like kiss to make sure <laughs> you guys are together I don't know I don't know maybe this Ben was really desperate to get into the bar I had to set my boundaries oh god
3: Good times at Davy Wayne's is not that great. Like I wasn't okay, that. Okay, well but we got in. <laughs> that, so that's where I first met Scout. Was her telling me not to kiss her, which I had no intention of doing. But apparently, that's a thing that some bouncers have asked her to do.
2: I don't think any bouncer has ever asked anybody to do that at any bar.
1: I was just covering my bases, okay? I was like drunk, and I was covering my bases, people. <laughs>
0: got it. You're just having fun. And okay. Then,
1: who knew that you would become my sister's boyfriend? I know that, w- that was where it all began.
0: I just
3: remember I got there way too early because it was yep. like Maddie Scout and eight other women. I didn't know. Wait. So like, wait. Great.
1: At that like, moment, was... you guys were like just close friends. Yeah,
0: we well yeah. We've been we've been close friends for a couple years in college and then we didn't start dating till after I graduated. That's right cuz you were
1: th- that was when you were a senior in college your
0: birthday? My birthday was I was I think I was going into my senior year.
1: Oh, that was such a shit show of a night. Oh,
0: yes, it was. Remember when I showed up to the bar and didn't have my ID?
1: Yeah. And the so whole thing go was home so and get it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now,
0: I want to tell the story of when I first This is my first memory of Adam and he likes to think of this memory differently, but this is how I remember it. So, I am going to tell it. Delmar? What? In Del, Mar. in Del Mar. Yeah. He always says that this is not how it went down, but this is what I think. So I had known Adam, because like you guys dated obviously when, when Scout was like a freshman in high school. So like I had known of you, but it you weren't, I don't know, it, it wasn't you never really like came over. Like it wasn't really like a boyfriend, boyfriend. So then it was, I think I was maybe a senior in high school and I was with my friends, and we were in Del Mar. And Adam was in the streets. I don't know. Who else. He was just like He was
2: right up in front of Starbucks.
0: Yeah, on fifteenth Street. And and he like chased me and he was like, Maddie! He was like He was like, <laughs> like House Scout, how is she? And I was like oh, oh my God, like, uh, she's good. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what point in life this was. But this was like when you were trying to get her back, I think.
1: No, and this was way before that. Way
0: before. Okay, whatever it was. But, like, I just remember him being so intently, like, making sure – I told him how you were, and then I I remember leaving that encounter and being like, "Wow, that guy loves my sister." Like I, you guys uh. weren't even together, but I knew just because you were so like you just like hunted me down and you like made sure that I that you knew that Scout was all right in this world. I
2: think this is there's some truth in that, and this is also sort of a mirror into my aspects of my former self that have quieted down a little bit. I think like I used to just be extraordinarily extroverted Mm. at all times.
0: I think I think that might have been um, it, yeah.
2: And I had like an unshakable like optimism and zest. No, I didn't have a zest. You have
0: zest now.
2: Yeah, no, but then, you know, then the weight of the world crushed a lot of <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> let's let's re- let's rewind that. Are you saying that your
1: intensity of your love in that moment is not the same intensity it is now?
2: It absolutely, absolutely is, <laughs> and I I 100% genuinely was excited to see you and excited and eager to hear how Scout was doing and um and definitely cared about it. Um Maybe my gregariousness took you a little bit by surprise, <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe shaped how uh, how that memory felt for you. Yeah. Um, the way Maddie okay.
3: describes it, like Adam was in the streets and just like popped <laughs> up. It sounds like Adam was doing parkour in front of Starbucks or something. <laughs> like, was that what happened? I mean, I did used to do backflips in
1: random places. <laughs>
0: That's probably one. So I think it was an accurate memory. I think it was accurate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I remember you telling me about it and me being like, oh, that's that's interesting.
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, I have a very specific question for Adam, something that I've always wanted to ask you. So you are very scientific. You have a very Mm -hmm. analytical mind. And Scout here is very spiritual and very woo-woo. Now you probably won't say that woo-woo-ness has a science to it. So I would love to hear, cause I've always thought like, what does Adam think of how intensely woo-woo Scout is? And how do you like cope with that? Or how do you acknowledge it? Do you challenge her
1: on it or do you believe it?
2: So we actually had a, a conversation about this yesterday.
1: It was heated if you were wondering.
2: So I went through a period in, in my own life where it was necessary for me to uh, break open and unravel, you know, smash down my ego and break open um, my the inner workings of myself and how that received the world around me and responded to it and
1: um, also not to harp on your anonymity, but the whole Okay says community knows that you're sober so you can That's true. you can say it was rehab. Okay. <laughs>
2: You know, a lot of these the methods around getting us to that place of getting the ego out of the way so that we can um, reprogram the way that we process um, how we integrate with the world around us is um, has not been sort of uh, nailed down into a scientific type of platform. Um, but I, I, I 100% believe that there is is value there. And so what I sometimes have to do is, um, sometimes the language I feel is a little bit performative, but nonetheless has meaning. And so sometimes I just have to do a little translation in, into my, in my like quietly to myself. Like if someone says a download, like I'm downloading your being from the universe right now. That just, that means that they're, taking a moment to sort of meditatively um, uh, under, feel um, that person's experience around what the, whatever they're discussing. Right, similar
0: to how like when, when people say chakras or when Scout scal- references chakras, I just think, oh, nerve bundles within the physiological body. Like I translate it as a more scientific or like it, human-centered way
2: yeah and and you know and there do seem to be these these axes of emotion um that can swing one way or the other and are inextricably linked and sort of can tie in with a lot of ways that we process and respond to social stimuli um so and, but how do
1: you how do you feel that i'm spiritual do, does it embarrass you does it worry you do you like it
2: no i mean i think it's look like i'm like <laughs> i'm like sort of sadly agnostic and nihilistic and and like uh, live in too much existential dread but i wouldn't even be able to have that this depth of appreciation look but at the same time i i'm also like very grateful of like how low probability or the reality is that we're here and we exist in these forms and and i may believe that we only get this this complexity of experience because of billions of years of low probability tangential physical events leading to you know us being able to live in constant opposition to the second law of thermodynamics thanks to a con like a continuous input of of energy from the Sun but nonetheless that's fucking insane that all those law lo- low probability events happened in succession and we're here and we're experiencing all of this in this way it's completely remarkable um
0: so to make sense but but regardless
2: yeah yeah, regardless of how we got to this place and why our minds work the way that they do and whether or not um relying on or or utilizing these spiritual practices is because of the biological construction of our brains or because of some some sentient universal entity Um, it doesn't matter. I think there's, there's huge value there. And it's, it's, it's almost, in my opinion, like a requirement uh, to contribute to having a happy and fulfilled life.
1: Yeah. But we had a, we had a really great conversation yesterday because, um, and I should say, like you say I'm woo woo and he's scientific, but the reality is, is that I believe everything he believes. And then I believe my stuff too. And that could not be said the other way around at times. Right. So Just because I'm woo-woo and spiritual does not believe that I don't believe in any of the foundational stuff that he brings to the table as a scientist. So in that sense, my beliefs are probably like the next level of things that he doesn't indulge in, which is totally fine. Um, But we had like a conversation yesterday, and I think that this happens in couples when someone goes through like a spiritual awakening changes a lot of who you are and how you see the world and how you approach things. And I think... Adam can confidently say that my spiritual journey over the last year not only saved my bipolar disorder, but it saved our eventual marriage because of the way that we were able to move forward. So in that, he owes a lot of gratitude to it. But there is a, there is like fear that comes up when someone starts to believe in things that, aren't what weren't in their lexicon a year prior, etc. And he said something to me of like, well, just don't use those words. And I had to say, Hey, wait a minute. Like that doesn't feel good to me. Like I'm going to use the words I want to use that feel good to me. And it's coming to a place where I can believe in reincarnation and that there is an afterlife and that the spirit world exists and that we're all one. And what we do here like matters in Australia, right? Like I can believe in spirit guides and angels and ancestors and all that stuff. And he doesn't have to. And that doesn't that do, that doesn't have to threaten our relationship at all. Right. Like it's OK to have two people who believe two separate things.
0: Yeah. It's just I think it's just like an individual not coping mechanism, but just like it's a way to view the world and a way to navigate it. And if it's not hurting anyone and it's actually you know, reinforcing and 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 elevating your existence, therefore elevating your marriage, because you're a happier individual who understands the world better. Then it's like, who the fuck, you know, who the fuck cares? But Ben, what do you think? He's not a, he's not spiritual. I'm not.
3: I w- I'm I wouldn't necessarily call myself spiritual. I meditate regularly, but I think exactly what you just said. Where we've had similar conversations, Maddie and me about, you know, like for example, she was doing or has been doing a manifestation course. And to me, there are some things that, you know, that feel different from what I'm accustomed to, at least with Maddie. And so in that sense, it is kind of what you're saying, Scouter. like you're not used to those things from your partner and it can be a, a little worrisome or just different. It can feel different. So in that sense, that's something I've been trying to get used to. And ultimately what I come back to is exactly what Maddie said, where, if it's not hurting anyone and it makes that person feel good, all good by me. Do do you?
0: All right, let's transition to a little more upbeatness. Let's do a round <laughs> a round of rapid fire.
1: What Uh-oh. is? <laughs> okay. I didn't. I didn't. Okay, I, didn't. I got a rapid fire. Okay, well, no, wait, wait, Ben, wait, all do
2: you or do you oh. not like affogatos? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's clear it up. What? Be
3: honest? Can I be perfectly honest? The other day when we were at your home and you offered me an affogato, I had no idea what it was. I had no idea what was going to come out. I had no idea you what you were going to bring out. sounded
1: so up. enthusiastic then.
3: I had no idea. But I just love Adam's enthusiasm. So I knew, one, if, if he's this enthusiastic, it's probably going to be good. And two, it's probably coffee. And I'm good with coffee. So, yes, by all means, make your coffee concoction. Bring it. We'll enjoy it. I'm sure it'll be great. But in that moment, when you it's asked fair. me, hey, Ben, would you like an affogato? <laughs> I had no idea what I was saying yes to.
0: And then I went to go record with Scout. and I was like, oh, fuck. Ben's fucked. He doesn't. Well, you kind of like coffee, but he's not like a, a caffeine person. So I was like, espresso is very caffeinated. And he also doesn't like dairy-free ice cream. So it was just, I was scared. But you ate it all and you loved it.
3: It was delicious. You made a great affogato. And now I know what an affogato is. <laughs>
0: Uh (laughs) I love it. Okay. Rapid fire. Couples edition. Number one. What is your go-to date night?
1: Well, I mean, I think pre-COVID, it was probably like a really nice restaurant. Even when we had no money and we'd go to Denny's for dates and split a fucking $4 meal, we would always splurge on our anniversary at like a really nice restaurant.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we used to love, remember the dock? Yeah, in Newport. Newport,
1: That was our. I forgot that you guys lived in Newport. That's so yeah. true. Um, so that's we, probably our go-to. We
0: used to do movies. I I I have had. I've been so nostalgic for movie theaters and like a an, a fun movie theater night. We that was like our go-to.
1: Yeah,
3: maybe it will be again in 2025, but that's uh, <laughs> not for a while.
1: Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> okay but
2: yeah, we just we love to have. I mean, we don't go to clubs or we don't really go out that much. So it's nice to once in a while like have a reason to just. Get dressed up together.
1: Yeah, and we like get dressed up. Like I wear heels and a dress and put makeup on and we like go, we go fancy. Yeah. So
2: th- yeah, so we, we did that, that at home the other day for our anniversary. For our anniversary. <laughs> that we
1: forgot and had to make up for. Oy vey. bye.
0: Um, Yeah, ours is like the more casual, the better, I think. I mean, we like, we're foodies, so we like to go to new restaurants, but I feel like a movie theater night is usually yeah, for sure. the more common one. All right. Number two, favorite sex position.
3: By the way, Maddie's not reading off notes right now. She, she just, i don't know <laughs> where she's spewing these questions from. This is just stream of consciousness. Oh wow! Can, 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 we, can we, can we pause so I can go pick a, a random page in the
2: Kama no. Sutra and just <laughs> oh quote like God. the most? You guys <laughs>
1: have the Kama Sutra? <laughs> no. most <laughs> <It's> like
2: esoteric <laughs> position that exists.
1: <laughs> I think so. I have a. F- there's a difference between a favorite position and then the most used position, right?
3: Utility.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: I got Utility. you. Utility. I think that probably my favorite position, which we haven't done in a really long time, is reverse cowgirl.
0: I don't understand why you like that i don't, that y- I don't you know why either. say that
1: I don't know why I really don't know why i just I just feel very empowered when I do that.
2: noted
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is utilitarian missionary
1: yeah okay
0: yeah great let's move let's move swiftly along okay. wait
1: i didn't get we didn't get um impressions of the other way around right like aren't i supposed to give my impression on ben sure
0: well okay you told about oh, the but first do s- story
1: do you still have rapid fire questions
0: i'm I'm trying to find some more
1: oh good job <laughs> creating a whole segment Sorry. and not being prepared very <laughs> unlikely. Well, i really, just, unlike I really you. just wanted to ask those two questions so. okay ben what is the nicest thing that mads has ever done for you
3: the first thing that comes to mind is I, my first job out of college was really stressful, and I remember there was one week where nothing was going right, and I was texting Maddie about it. And then all of a sudden, that afternoon, the front desk said there was, like, a Postmates delivery for me with my favorite cookie. And I didn't know, you know, like, did a client send it? Did a, one of my boss's clients send it? Who could have possibly sent this? And I saw it, and it was, from, it was from Maddie, and it was from Milk Jar Cookies, my favorite cookies, my favorite dessert. And it was just so thoughtful and so sweet. And I couldn't fathom how somebody who had their own job, their own life, their own things to worry about could take the time, take the thought to do that. And it was, it was a very touching gesture. That's, that's my go-to thing when someone asks a question like that. That's the thing that comes to mind.
1: Aw. What's the best thing I've ever done for you? The nicest thing. I can tell you what the nicest thing you've ever done for me is. Okay, you tell me. I have always wanted a typewriter ever since I was a really little girl. And it was always a dream of mine to own a typewriter. And you bought me one in the first year of dating. And it was like, it was just cool because it was a dream of mine. And it was something that I don't know why I had never fulfilled. And it was really, you just like checked it off my list.
2: Oh. Yeah, you? The grandest gesture might have been the playstation but i don't know overall if that was
1: that was a mistake (laughs) a good idea (laughs) it was a regretful purchase (laughs) i really it was a regretful purchase i think
2: think sunday pancakes like not to be like low-hanging fruit because it's recent no
1: but something that i do for you that like you you weren't expecting and then i did something for you like it could be on valentine's day or a birthday. No, but I do a lot for you.
2: Yeah, yeah no, you yeah. definitely do. Adam, well. say
3: so anything, <laughs> anything. Just
1: thank you, Ben. <laughs> thank you, Ben. <laughs> like, see I'm what I did the key right is, now. The
3: key is to say the first thing that comes to mind. So you have something quick. You feel confident. Don't think about the best thing. Just say, you know what, the first thing that comes to mind, and then just fill in the blank. We, well, she could have kind of accepted Sunday pancakes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know you. Re- that's a great thing. I,
1: I, I enjoy. <laughs> okay. <those. laughs> okay
2: no you do she does so much for me though
1: i was looking for more of a okay we'll take the sunday pancakes
2: i'll i'll get back to you okay i love you sometimes my memory isn't the best sometimes it's remarkable and sometimes it's bafflingly terrible
1: yeah i'm trying to think of something i've done for you that's like a big grand gesture i feel like i've done so many things but i can't think of actually one right now either huh but you should because you experienced it from me mads (laughs) what's the best thing ben's ever done for you the sweetest thing Okay, now I'm on on the spot.
0: So actually, Ben, it, he hasn't done it in. A,
3: <laughs> what is it?
0: He he wrote letters to me every month that we were together, every month, and then he stopped a year ago.
3: Oh, I gave Here you one go. recently, a few months ago. I thought.
0: He gave me one randomly a few months ago. But in the beginning, for the first three years, he gave me a letter a month. And it was very, very sweet. Only because, and look, I know it's very time consuming, but the thing is. I really love them because I have a notoriously terrible memory. So I don't remember anything I ever do. So these letters would be like recaps of what we did that month. And I was like, oh, my God, that was such a fun trip that I just like completely erased from my mind. So it was a nice little like time capsule.
2: OK, that reminds me of the right, the correct answer of mine that Scout used to for a year and through much of the. Darkest day, the hardest days of the quarantines would leave a posted note uh, next to the coffee machine every morning, um, with a nice little note on it.
1: Every single morning, so that when he poured his coffee, he saw a little note for me that said things like, "I love you," "You're the favorite part of my day," "I hope you smiled when you woke up." Just really great that, ways that to That is your just day. That's, that's
0: love.
3: Adorable.
1: That's yeah. love. That's love right yeah. there.
3: So hold on to defend myself real quick. Oh, for why I oh stopped. yes, Ben. So I was cranking out these cards at a rate faster than they were creating new cards. And I didn't just want the whole to
0: card industry <laughs> just stopped
1: <laughs> making cards. I or guess at least wherever
3: I was buying them from, because I remember I would go to shop for more and I'd be like, oh, I I've used these in the past four months. Do you have any new ones? They said, no, this is all we got. So I just stopped <laughs> writing the cards altogether, not even thinking. You can write a blank card. Yes, there are, so many, there are so many other solutions. But I've, I've uh, slowly but surely started resuming them.
1: That's incredible. It's a nice little like
3: <laughs> mini gratitude journal in a way.
1: Yeah, I hear that. Okay, so we have both, the four of us, one would say for our age, I think for our age, have been in very long-term relationships, five and eight and a half years. What's the like what's the one thing you two have learned from being in a relationship together and what's like one piece of advice you would give anyone listening who is either in a relationship that's getting serious and they want it to last.
0: So I always say the the thing that I attest both my and Ben successful relationship is that we are both very independent and we both have individual interests, hobbies, passions, and we give each other space. And I think I just have never been the type of girl that has felt so like dependent on him and I I hear about, you know, women feeling like they lose their identity in a relationship or that they feel they feel so dependent on the other person that they just don't even know who they are alone and that's so sad to me and I also think that is really what ends a lot of relationships and is the demise of them so i i always uh, i always attribute it to that i mean we're just we live such like separate lives but on the same plane if that makes sense so we always come together and can like talk through things and uh like catch each other up but it doesn't feel like we're like holding on to one another for like grasping for air if that makes sense
3: Yeah, if there's anything that's second to that for me, it's probably we, the times we're at our best, I think, is when we can talk through things. So the most frustrating points are when one of us shuts down, but we've gotten, I think, very good at over the past few years when we're upset or we have something we want to express, just finding the right time, the right moment, the right temperament to express it rather than shutting down or letting something fester. And I think that is super powerful. Like, there were, like, you know, throughout the five years, there have been times where maybe a date night went poorly. And it's really easy in that situation to just go your separate ways, like when we weren't living together. Um, like, for example, if the plan was date night and then one of us would sleep over, if you get in a fight, the easy thing to do is, okay, let's go our sub separate ways and uh, we'll go home upset. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Blah, blah, blah. And, I always thought that was the easy way out and not a gratifying way. The better solution, even though it was hard for like five, 10 minutes, is talking through things. And once we flex that muscle enough, it doesn't even get to that point very frequently anymore because we are more open about communicating things before it gets to that level. So I think after the point about independence that Maddie mentioned, which might not work for everybody, if you have two very codependent people, you should know your partner is very codependent and and cater to that if it's something that feels good. But for two independent people in a relationship, that is the most important thing. And I think second to that for me has been uh, being you know, honest and communicative in the right way. You don't always need to lash out how you feel in that moment. Sometimes you have to recognize, you know what, this is something that's upsetting me. Right now is not the right forum, um, but I feel confident that you know, in the next 24 hours or whatever the case may be, I'm going to express this and life will go on. We'll get through it together. And
0: sometimes swallowing your pride, like, just like, sometimes, and I see this a lot in some of my friends' relationships, like, they just, like, cannot back down. They're like, I'm right. Like, I will never back down or say sorry or whatever. It's like, there is a certain point where, like, it doesn't fucking matter who's right. Like, if it's hurting the other person, swallow your motherfucking pride and cater to that person because you love them.
2: And it's easy to have a defense, like, a a reaction – to just say, uh, to d- to defend the accusation and, and just, like, argue that you're not doing anything wrong, but growth and com- and growing together requires being able to hear those things mm-hmm. and take a minute to process and say, uh, what's my part in this? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and trying to identify that so that you can do something about it. And that invites the other person to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think yeah I d- Go ahead, Scott.
1: Oh yeah. oh, I was going to say, I think... Like, my number one tip or the reason why I feel like we've been together for eight and a half years, happily married, and, like, are very committed to the long-term vision is that there isn't an option. There's, like, no plan B. There's no other option for us. Like, this is it for us. Like, the, that commitment is so rooted. Like, we are each other's foundation's he's my family. He's my, he is my life. This is the most important relationship in my life. And I think that where people go wrong is that sometimes things go hard and they like imagine an out or think of something else. Right. So I just think that if things get really serious with someone to make that commitment and to really hold, hold on to it, because that's what allows you to move through times that are difficult. Like Adam and I were outside and we were joking and he said, you know, if we get divorced, I'm going to, buy our kids a lizard and send it home with you. And oh. then he was like, I'm so sorry. And then after he was like, I'm so sorry. I never think of us getting divorced. Like we don't, we don't even joke about getting divorced. Like that that's not most, even,
0: that would be the most cruel thing you could ever do. Like yeah. not divorcing me, I but sending our children you. home with us lizard. Like that's secondary to the, the, bringing the ne- lizard
2: home. Yeah, no, I had never considered the pos- the hypothetical before, but we were just talking about how much Scout hates lizards. And I was just thinking, in what possible world could I fuck with her with a lizard?
1: But the point is, the point is, is that like something like that, Adam and I like literally never even joke about the word divorce. Doesn't even enter this house ever, ever, ever. And I think that that's the most special part is that our foundation is like really fucking solid. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? Yes.
0: Wow.
1: How delightful. It, it, it helps when one isn't bipolar, but this you know true. what? What can you, what I mean- can you do?
0: We need the steadiness, but I don't know, Adam, uh, is Adam the steady one?
1: <laughs> no. Adam's got his own set of issues we too. We don't know.
0: But what I've always said and what I said at your wedding was you guys feel like you complement each other so well. And you're like each other's lifeline. Like both of you, I remember you guys had broken up at one point because like you both had very large issues you had to work through. But like, and people think like, Oh, I have to work through these alone. But actually you guys Worked through them together better than you would have ever done individually, which is very interesting. And I think some people think like, "Oh, I have this issue. I need to work out. I need to do it without my partner." Whereas, like you guys were each other's support systems through that time. And I don't, I can't yeah. imagine
1: you guys like yeah. doing that individually. I should say uh, more. I worked through my shit while well, we were together for eight and a half years.
2: Yeah. So, well, I I always you know thought really highly of scout and, and her spirit and and had such affection for her and uh, I was a year sober at the time when I decided I was ready to like I had sort of spent that previous year not wanting any emotional entanglements and just wanting to have to sit with my own um, bag of crap and 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 clean it all up uh, without like being distracted in any way or you know with minimizing distractions and then you know i i thought to call her um or message her and and just see how how she was doing and and i saw that she was sort of in a similar place where i think we both expected um that we had a lot to offer to the world or at at least hoped that we might and wanted to do our best to try to reach um whatever level that we could and we're both had experienced this place of really being broken down at this young age and 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 needing to climb back up this mountain Mm -hmm. and and i it just seemed like such a perfect thing that we could do that together
0: Uh, it's so true it's so true and you guys did it it's all your all your problems are solved
2: and I wouldn't necessarily say that, like, as a general, general recommendation <laughs> that, like, sick, lo- like, early 20-year-olds should get together <laughs> and see what happens. But it worked! <laughs> and I think, yeah, like, and, and in large part at that point in time, we were both serious about uh, moving uh, up, onward and upward mm-hmm. from our issues. And there, there, were, there were going to be challenges, but, uh, but we were committed to that um, progress,
1: but we're also very much like the two of you, like we're very we have independent lives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like i think I, that's key. I really do it's so key, like I have a totally different career than he does. I see my friends without him, he does the same thing, like we'll go all day without talking to one another, and it's totally fine. like I can be in l a for a week and it's fine. I think you're right, Mads. That you have to somehow have your own life too
0: mm-hmm.
1: absolutely. All right. Well, this was
0: um, a delight. Uh, I think the listeners are going to walk away with, like, very tangible steps of what they need to do when they're in a relationship, which is basically mirror what we have
1: I'm so excited to hear what they say. Sisters, if you guys DM us at OKSIS Podcast, I want to hear what your thoughts are, because sometimes it's interesting when you get to know people and then they introduce their significant other and you see like a whole other dynamic. And I want to know. I know. If I wonder Did were we were the exact same did or we if sound they sound different. Something I wonder
0: if we if our like voices sound different.
1: I think yours sounds the same. You did your <laughs> <laughs> kind of laugh a few <laughs> times. So
0: wait, Ben, what did you say that I sound like a goat? No.
1: No, I would never say
3: that.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. He, well, first of all, you call me goat in Farsi. So uh, that's <laughs> cause
3: the word the word for goat is a fun word. It's boys.
0: So he goes, hello, boys. And he goes under my double chin. No, but what did you call me when I was like <laughs> <laughs> a sheep? I
2: don't
3: remember. I don't remember. That's why I laugh. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> oh god! See? Adam and I are very similar. Wait. Uh, yeah, you guys are, and Ben and I are are a lot more like. Okay, yeah. wait, real quick. Adam and Ben, are you guys happy that you both have the two of each other in your life, and that you were introduced to one another?
3: Yeah, yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Adam that. just
1: turned into a bro. He turned into his frat, his frat, his short-lived I love frat
0: you man. experience. Yeah,
1: I'm a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was it, it was really nice to have a fellow ambassador to the mayo family yeah. to, to show me the ropes as i first <laughs> you know joined joined the fray
1: okay well we love you guys thanks for being our biggest cheerleaders our hype men are they hype men thank you for being the first male guest to ever grace the ok says podcasts community ears yes all the things And we love you. We are so proud to call you our significant others. And you are stuck with me and Mads as a, you know, duo for the rest of your life. So, you know, Mazel Tov to you guys. Yeah, you're you're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, uh, follow Ben's podcast. How do you do podcasts? Listen to my episode. And fo- so-
0: follow Adam because he, he is funny on stories. And yeah, I've tried to get Instagram's him on TikTok because his humor really would translate well to TikTok. But I don't think he's, like, willing to put in the work. So everyone go follow him uh, for his stories. No, but his
1: Instagram's on private because he's, like, ah. a scientist. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he can't be a making scientist. a fool out of himself on the internet. Uh, just...
0: Maybe if yeah, you try to of
1: like, follow him.
2: <laughs> yeah, just don't worry about just it. Don't worry you about him. If it, if my science gets good enough that I'm ready to sort of like launch a, a public identity, then I'll then I'll let you know. But like I I can't screw that up before it, I before him, I even have you know I told him a chance I told
0: at maybe they- accomplishing that.
1: No, I told him today. I said you should be on LinkedIn. Like you should have a really great oh y- LinkedIn is perfect oh, for you. Dude, there is nothing more
0: embarrassing than LinkedIn influencers. I'm sorry, I said it. I
3: said it. There are LinkedIn influencers. (laughs) There are LinkedIn
1: influencers. There are people. There are LinkedIn
3: influencers. The only thing I use LinkedIn for.
1: I spent all morning working on my LinkedIn profile to become a LinkedIn influencer. You asshole. Oh, my God. There
2: goes my Sunday.
1: Anyways. Okay, sisters. Happy Valentine's Day. Day. If you were single on Valentine's Day, it is not just about romance. It is about love all around the world. And we love you. We love
0: you.
2: I love you too.